The His Girl Friday podcast is brought to you in part by Messenger Fellowship, living the kingdom, fulfilling the call, proclaiming the truth. How's it going, everyone? This is Cameron with His Girl Friday coming at you. 11.15, Sunday morning. I'm cutting this from my church, and our church is right off the interstate, so if you hear some rooming in the background, just know that's the reason why new location for this pod. First of all, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. It's been a while. It's been almost a month and a half since I've posted a pod, and I'm well overdue. Uh, it's been a frantic fall. I don't even need to comment about the craziness of it all because you could just see my last pod on that. Um, Today, I want to talk about, well, I want to share a mini life update, of course, um, because some of you follow uh, those things, you know, as we're sharing our theology, our story, our testimony, our, you know, real life application, things that, the insights that God is giving us on the fly, um, what we're doing. I mean, we're, Liz and I, we're young adults in the corporate world, we're entrepreneurs, and we wear a variety of hats, and yet we have a message for the church, and we have a message for uh, the emerging generation as far as bridging the gap, bridging the divide between sacred and secular, uh, our faith in the marketplace, and awakening people to discover their spiritual gifts and how they work in the marketplace, how they work at work, if you will. So it's a quick snapshot of what we're about, who we are, in case this is your first time listening to us. Um, these pods are primarily geared for the commuter who has a morning and evening commute. Uh, maybe you ride the bus, and, you know, you, you, but you know about our pod, you can just pop in those those headphones and give us a, a listen. I try to keep us under 30 minutes. Um, I promise um, not only later on in this pod, but moving forward, we'll return to some theology, some soap studies that we've been doing um, We'll get into the nitty-gritty of the word and just dive deep um, and search, uh, you know, there's many different answers to the question, how do we bridge the gap between sacred and secular? It's a multifaceted diamond, and we tackle one side, one facet of a time, and a lot of times with one facet, there's still a lot in that, you know, a lot of different tangents and angles to approach a given topic from. So um, we are going to spend time in Hebrews 4, if you want to spend the next little bit um, finding that in your Bible apps. Um or if you actually have a Bible next to you, we're going to look at the last couple of verses. What I like to do each December is find a an atypical Advent or an unusual Christmas passage. You know, it's not one of the Isaiah 9s it's, it, of the world. It's not a Luke 2. Um, but just finding ties to the Christmas story, to the narrative, um, kind of hidden gems throughout Scripture, because really in each... Each chapter, each letter has a, a finger pointing to the start of the incarnation and ultimately our redemption story and our pathway to eternal life, eternal relationship with Jesus. Um, there are a lot of different scriptures that point to this moment, this time, the, the, the reason why we celebrate Christmas, the reason for the season. Uh, there's just a lot of different evidences in the word and we're going to look at one that's often missed and not harped on a lot in that context so that's one of the goals of today first mini life update so i started a new job three weeks ago um i'm a client success manager yes sometimes i just have to say it multiple times still learning the role still learning the title for that matter and you know i can't 
I know I'm in the honeymoon phase, so just know that I understand the unique timing that I'm in. You know, I just started, and so far it's been it's blown away my expectations. It's met, or rather, it's exceeded my greatest hopes. And I've, t- if you listen to our pod history, you will know that T dot was a huge challenge. It was a lesson in perseverance. And I'm really glad that I went through it. But it was a long seven years. Five of those years, the latter five, um, I just I knew this was a dead end. Occupationally, it was a dead end in a lot of ways. I mean, there were a lot of five-star people there. But man, there's a lot of dead-end people. Um, and it was tough. I mean, the early part was offset a little bit because I was pursuing my master's uh, from January 12 to December 14. And... Listen, I were in youth ministry, Legacy Youth at the Gate Community Church in Franklin, Tennessee. We did that from 2011 to December of 17. So there were a lot of um, things going on behind the scenes that just kept me going. Um, but the la- especially like the last two when youth ministry was out of the picture, and I, was, I felt more vulnerable just in this corporate environment that was suffocating. It was just lifeless. Um, and I'm not trying to demean a lot of great initiatives and great mission. You know, there are a lot of people who are called to be there long term. For me, I knew really early on this was a seasonal thing, but it was a long season. It was a seven year season. And I thought about just how uh, Jacob, you know, had to do two seven year stints uh, working for Lot. And boy, I, you know, he knew the reward at the end of the tunnel for him. But, you know, I, I know what a seven year stint is like. And it was uncomfortable. And it was exhausting but it really added this flair to my testimony you know there's a there's a overall testimony that we have and there's like testimonies within a testimony and I'm learning to embrace and cherish my t-dot testimony because it needed to be difficult in order for me to really speak life in other people who are going through the same thing where they're overlooked not just overlooked but just um and not just ignored and neglected, um, but they're cast aside like there's, they're the victims of prejudice and condescension, belittlement. Um, it's it's it goes beyond poor communication tactics, and it goes into this guy, this person, this employee is not worth it because it's clear that there are other ambitions that weigh stronger. And I couldn't hide that. I couldn't hide the fact that, you know, I believe I'm called to a different kind of pastoral ministry and it, it, how it intersects in the corporate world. Um, so a lot of people knew that I was a person of faith and they would look down on me for that. Um, because in real world, there's supposed to be a divide between church and state. There's supposed to be a divide between our faith, our, our personal life and our professional life. And I get that when you start the clock, you're going to your employer to do a specific job. So um, like when I go into my new job at Foundation Group, I know that I was hired for a specific purpose and I desire to fulfill that as best of my, as best I can, the best of my ability, even though I'm learning quite a bit and the learning curve is steep. But I'm surrounded by healthy people, uh, people who have each other's back that really want to serve people externally but also internally and we're rooting for each other. And I... That, that just wasn't felt at TDOT ever. Um, excuse me. It was felt in patches. It was felt at times. It was very scattered, very staccato. And I think that 
relates more to people. It's just encouragement is not this consistent thing. We have to rely on a higher source beyond um, the direct encouragement and words of life we receive from people. They will happen, and you just got to be faithful to pour in and not look for other people to fill you up and supply what you need. And um, my reliance was definitely anchored on on the Lord. Uh, each year, I felt like I was getting better at re- relying and depending on the Lord for strength, for endurance, for just dying to myself, getting beyond myself. And um, Lord, I just want to be a part of your master plan of love today. How does that look like? Guide me to where I need to go. Guide me to how I need to address the situation. You know, be the center of my customer service and the answers that I provide people as a travel specialist, etc. So, and, and the culmination of my T-Dog experience was this this year, really. From January to November, there was a T-Dog Bible study. It inspired another. I, I'm paraphrasing the experience, of course, but and that uh, latter Bible study was able to pick up my current one um, and take it from there because I think the last couple weeks it was clear that I was transitioning on and um, that was a dream you know over five years in the making like I lived to earlier so I'm really excited about the new team and the people like I feel like it's just it's so easy to click here and I, I, I drive to work it's a long commute of 60 minutes but I could drive in and just be excited about the work I'm doing and to be surrounded by the people I'm in it's like it's not taking long to find new family uh, kind of being a part of this new tribe um, the love I felt in three weeks you know is probably the same amount of love I'd get in three years um, not just TDOT but I'm sure a lot of different places I feel like TDOT is more typical to world world corporate America and so I needed to go through that I needed to go through the, the aches and the pains the growing pains um, just not fitting like everyone else did and being treated unfairly like it's it's one thing like some people sometimes you could sense people are just tolerating your presence and there's there's placation going on there's still funky systems of manipulation hierarchy and reciprocity just circling around you and you know I just had to choose to look the other way and be like god I want to love these people I, I really wish that relationship could work with these people but it's a two-way street and you know the lack of that horizontal agreement I know that there could be a, between you and me God there could be this vertical uh, the strong vertical channel where I'm dialed in and that helps me you know I'm going to cast this fear I'm going to take this fear captive and I'm not going to let this whatever this is I'm not going to take it personally uh, real or imagined because it's a lot of times it's what we think is going on or what we think is happening it's not quite it it's, you know, the truth is often somewhere in the middle between vain and reality. But okay, enough about that. Um, I, I'm basically trying to paint this contrast. It's been going really well. I'm really excited about this opportunity and can't give enough shout out um, and appreciation to how I've been welcomed and received. Um, and in the, the, the life really, like the, um, the way I've been loved early on, it's, <laughs> it's illuminated the places in my life that I need healing from because I have news for you listening to this. Um, there's still some healing left. There's a lot of healing left, in fact. A lot of scars, a lot of hurts. You know, it's like, I'm not used to people loving on me like this. I'm not used to people, you know, being so quick to affirm and just um, not afraid to ask questions about what's going on in my life behind the scenes. I'm learning to adjust to that, and it's a great adjustment. Um, and, you know, as one who has struggled with depression for years, and a lot of people don't know just how 
a big deal it is. You know, uh, we say depression, we think a lot of different things, but this is a very deep, um, I guess, version of it, um, especially the last couple of years. Um, been really working through behind the scenes and, you know, I feel weepy all the time, but it's like tears of joy weepy. Um, I'm trying to contain and hold it in. You know, sometimes I just want to shout from the rooftops, thank you, Jesus. I knew this was coming, but man, the fact it's actually verifying as I'm cutting this to you, and it's not just a hope deferred, it's a hope realized. Glory, hallelujah. You know, I'm just overwhelmed. So just know that's that's where I'm at as I'm cutting this. Uh, all right, more on that down the road. Uh, I want to talk Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, all right? Since then, we have a great high priest, this is the English standard, by the way. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So how does this relate to Christmas? That's probably the first question you're wondering. Like, why go here? And I'm tempted to dive into the Amplified and other translations, but we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll camp it here in the English Standard. Jesus, our great high priest, pastor of the heavens, you know, in verse 14, um, we're alluded to the fact that Jesus has, is God and has been with God um, as the word from the very beginning. And the most powerful relationship that, the reason for existence, as we see in verse 15, we do not have, uh, you know, he is our high priest and a good shepherd, but, you know, the, the identity statement here is clearly high priest, and he understands what we're going through. That's the paraphrased version of 15. He knows where we're at, the season that we're at in life. I mean, it makes sense because <laughs> he created us, he formed us, he knew us before we were conceived in our mother's womb. He knew us from the beginning of time. He knew us from John 1, 1. <laughs> So it makes sense that he understands what we're going through, but the way it's worded, unable to sympathize. Uh, we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. In other words, he does sympathize with our weakness. And it goes beyond the, the way we view sympathy. I almost feel like there's, you know, the way... I, I can't say this because I don't have uh, my strong accordance pulled up, but more maybe empathize and sympathize the way that we culturally view that word. His heart is for us. He's rooting for us. Just like I feel that support at my new job, there is this constant support stream when it comes to the challenges that we're walking through. And this was one of those verses that got me through a lot of dark days at T. Dot, um, verse fifteen. He's, you know, he's tempted as we are, yet he was perfect without sin. He was stainless. He was blemished. And it was so important, you know, as we celebrate this Christmas story, the birth of Jesus, the incarnation, the beginning of the Son of Man, walking the earth. It's important to know that he constantly was tethered and referenced the Father every time he had a fleshly moment. God, Jesus had those moments. So it's, we underestimate just how much he understands what we're going through because he went through it. And yeah, times have changed a lot. You know, I don't want to get so caught up in, well, Jesus doesn't know what it's like to be so distracted by the technology and you know, all the different distractions that are out there these days. But he created the minds that would ultimately create this world we live in. So he's he knows one way or another. He's tied to this deep knowledge. He's connected. He's dialed into us. Uh, everything that we're going through, even the, the small things, 
So we have this contrast between high priest and our low, our our lowness, our depravity. It's just one of those things. Like when I read verse fifteen, it, it makes sense that we celebrate our weakness because it, it gives the cross meaning. But before the cross could happen, the major had to happen. So it's interesting how that works. We live in a world society where weakness is looked down upon. In this picture, the word picture I have of Jesus is that he's not just up there in the heavens look, looking down and just like, yeah, you know, he's going to get through that. He'll be okay. He's in the trenches with us. He's sympathizing with our weakness. It, that implies intimacy and proximity like we have that we don't know, like we can't possibly fathom. Um, but it's important we at least acknowledge it and we thank the Lord that he is there. And because he's in the trenches with us in our weakness, it ultimately sets us up to where we could celebrate um, and honor the Lord through that. And not that we are complacent and different, that we don't take action and make critical, timely decisions on behalf of our weakness. But, you know, we got to, yes, we got to seek the Lord for the pathway. Like, Lord, you know, how does the surrender look? How does getting help look like? Um, how do I receive the counsel from the Holy Spirit that is the, uh, the comforter that is the Holy Spirit? Because um, as you draw near to me, I want to draw near to you in every respect. So, Jesus, the great high priest, he understands the depth of our despair, the depth of our temptation, the depths of all that doesn't make sense. He is the answer. And so, because of all that, verse 16, this, the punctuation of this passage, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, even now as I'm reading that, it's like it's crazy how... We, we're so easily discouraged by the lack of grace in our, with respect to our weakness. We're still looking for... It's like a different way of looking for affirmation and recognition from other people. We want people to be there forgiving us when we mess up because it's going to happen. Um, then we get mad. I, I know for me, I get mad at people regardless of where they're at. Lost, saved, whatever. I get mad when it's not felt, it's not tangible, when those certain words, certain phrases that I feel like have to be said are not said. And I'm totally missing the fact that there's a throne room of grace... It's part of the, the heavenly setup, the celestial floor plan. We could have confidence. We can know that. We can know courage. We can know that that level of strength and humility as we as we press in out of our perseverance, or rather with through our perseverance into these places of power and prayer and Receiving from the Lord, you know, that we may receive mercy. Receiving is a hard thing to do when we're not, when our eyes are not on Jesus. It's hard to receive from the Lord when we're not looking in His direction. A lot of times we're just looking all over the place. We have our hands out, like, all right, God, my hands are up. You know, in the next couple of minutes, if there's something you want to tell me, just, you know, if there's a line you want to send, you know, I'm open. But rarely are our hearts open. You know, we're not Waffle House open 24 7. Um, and I think in a way our hearts have to be a little bit more like Waffle House, where we're constantly ready. Even um, as we're resting, it's like praying before we go to bed saying, Lord, I want to enter into your rest as I rest. Because at the end of the day, it's like even in my dreams, I want to be able to receive from you and learn new elements of your character and your nature and the attributes, your help in time of need. And so it's just to help in time of need. That to me is just another way of, of framing the Christmas story and why Jesus came to, to be born and grow and mature and ultimately die for our sins. You know, he is just the ultimate supreme sovereign shepherd, the master of all things, the answer to all things. Um, and where would we be without him? Um, so 
I just wanted to share that with you, just this Christmas season. Draw near to him, his throne of grace with confidence. This is the perfect time to get right with God. There's a perfect time to um, put down the phone and, and pick up a book or two or just begin the pathway of exploring. There might be other unique ways, you know, being able to, maybe for you, it's just certain types of um, music that just um, help position you to receive from the Lord and press in and, and pray. I know that for me, I have some tunes where it's just like soaking music and, you know, I'm, it's like, Lord, I want to take inventory of this moment. I want to examine myself so that I could position myself to be transformed by the renewing of my mind so I could better discern the will of you in Christ Jesus. That's that's my heart prayer for you as a listener. That is, you're already kind of thinking, how do I want 2020 to look this new, not only a new year, but a new decade? How do I channel um, my faith? How do I channel where I'm at? And then all the doubt and all the all the stuff that's weighing on me, plaguing me right now, how do I punch through that with confidence? It's not about just making resolutions for the sake of resolution, but, you know, I like, or with my youth, I'd call it risk illusions because you should want courage and confidence to accompany with you. Like, there's leaps of faith to be made. Lord, how do I set myself up? How do I receive from you in the now so that, you know, in a couple of weeks, in a couple of months, in a couple of years, you know, I'm, it's not even trying to take leaps. I'm not even thinking with that mindset. I'm just taking them because I'm in your flow and I'm just in this receive posture where I'm just, I hear the shepherd speak and as a sheep, I, as a weak sheep, I hear his voice and I follow and there's a, there's some shepherd metaphors I could tie in between how I'm using shepherd and the shepherds and the nativity scene. But anywho, um, that's really all I got. I encourage you just to dive in the word. Um, there's some plans that I've been going through, and it's the it's the non typical. It's the uh, the ones that you wouldn't normally associate to the Christmas story that have really captured my attention, and so it's like this new challenge accepted for me and I'm going to write about this. It's one of those cases where the pod's coming before the post. But yeah, don't be afraid to just, in transparency and vulnerability, deposit yourself. Um, you know, c- commemorate the year and, and rejoice and be thankful and choose joy. Do all of those things. But don't be afraid to receive forgiveness and mercy so that, you know, it's not just about having that clean slate going into a new year. Um, but it's about opening the container. It's it's opening the space that you have, um, creating space for God to invade, creating room. And that's another tension. <laughs> it's like, you know, Mary and Joseph eventually found room in the inn, or not in the inn, but they found a stable. But God was preparing a, a, a special, unique place for them. He was creating room for them even when they couldn't find it immediately. And so don't be discouraged um, if that, however that looks in your life right now. You will get there. Just believe it. I'm sure Mary and Joseph had their doubts, but they knew that the, they believed that the Son of God was in them. Uh, well, yeah, Mary especially. And so, don't doubt that. If if you're saved, you know, know the power that resides in you, and it's not your own. Um, but God wants to manifest that power in you specifically through your unique set of, uh, you know, personality, gifts, skills, spiritual gift and skills. Just the way that he's wired you to love and to listen and to take leaps of faith and take action steps and all that good stuff. So, all right. Hope this blessed you. Um, I'm going to wrap this up since we're pushing the 25 minute mark. If you have any prayer requests, if you have anything you want to say to this, uh, awesome. You know, we love to hear what you have to say, uh, comments, suggestions on future content. Always appreciated. Uh, you could check out um, our content more on hisgirlfriday.com. 
I promise we're going to get in a new rhythm uh, with this new job, new hours, completely different routine of life. You know, writing's going to be hard to come by. So I, I would tailor expectations in 2020 from um, biweekly posts to monthly posts. But I want to make those monthly posts good, well-rounded, and still you know, full of sustenance for you, um, encouragement for you to keep going throughout your days. So, but I hope you have a Merry Christmas. This is probably it um, between now and the end of the year. God be with you. May you know him. May you discover Emmanuel, God with you in a totally fresh and uh, special way this holiday season. Just enjoy with your friends and family. May you know his love as you love and pour out. Um, just know the gift that you are and the gift that we have together in Christ Jesus. So, all right, love you guys. I'll catch you on the fry. Peace.